RTT Podcast. This is Mr. Stromboli. I'm Dr. Cash. And I'm Jay Probs. And today we're going to be talking about week two of the NFL season and the injuries just piled up in this week. We're going to be talking about the team impact and then the fantasy outlook. And we're going to just basically be covering the more important players that will have the biggest impact. And we're going to start with the 49ers. Yes, defense star defensive end Nick Bosa tore his ACL. Um, This is the second time it's happened. He's by far their best defensive player, and this this is just going to hurt them. He was a great leader in his rookie year, and um, overall, I mean, fantasy-wise, it'll hurt maybe defense, but for fantasy, his absence shouldn't hurt too much, but for for the team, it's going to be tough when they're going to be competing with Seattle and Arizona to get um, better standing in their division. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that division is already tough as it is with teams like Seattle and Arizona. But then if you add the loss of Nick Bosa, then it just makes it even worse because he was like the centerpiece of their defense. And so having him is like a huge hit to like their confidence and everything really. Yeah, I, I agree. And and Nick Bosa, we we know, we we saw him play a, a, for most of we saw him play last year, and it it was clear that he had plenty of impact on that defensive side. And it, not only that, but I think the biggest impact for him was he added that pressure to opposing quarterbacks. They knew when they were playing the Forty ers they have to watch out for Bosa. And yeah. I think that it's really big because now not only is Bosa out. But as soon as Bosa came out, Solomon Thomas came into the game, and then he tore his ACL. This is the former number three overall pick in 2017. Bosa was number two. So now you look at both of these guys who are both out, who both played the same spot, and there's not a lot of depth here. DeForest Buckner, as as we know, left. And the 49ers are turning to guys that they wouldn't normally turn to, and this defense is going to have to shape itself up. And I know there's not much of a fantasy value here, but – I would say there's enough where, in fantasy, your defense has sacks. And let me tell you, that that sack number will not increase, and it will not stay the same. This this number is definitely going down. Yeah, well, um, that's their defense of the 49ers got hit um, huge. But not only that, they also got hit on offensively. Jimmy Garoppolo has an ankle sprain, which is minor, but like you never know how that might be re-aggravated in game. And Raheem Mostert sprained his ACL, and so these are all maybe minor injuries that could produce big outcomes come later in the season when they are putting a lot of pressure on those muscles, and we don't really know what's gonna happen with this four Niners team. Right, for Raheem Mostert, that sprained MCL shouldn't keep him out long. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, he was a productive rusher the first two games, um, averaging, or he had, excuse me, 92 in the most recent game against the Jets uh, and a touchdown. It, it, yeah. It's going to hurt this 49ers team offensively. They don't have Emmanuel Sanders back. Um, we, we don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play through that ankle sprain, how much pain it's going to be giving him. And as we said before, defense is a strong suit for San Francisco, and to lose your best player and Solomon Thomas is it's it, it doesn't help at all. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, and 
quickly to add on the Jimmy G point, it's it's not easy playing through an ankle sprain, and he will be in pain, just for all the 49er fans and fantasy owners of Jimmy Garoppolo. He will be in pain, and that's something that he's going to have to fight through as the 49ers take on their next opponent. Yeah, and so with these big um, injuries, how well do you guys think that the 49ers will fare in a very tough division? I, I uh, to be honest here, I don't think this is gonna shape gonna shape out to be a great year for the 49ers. Um, they just made the Super Bowl last year, so expectations are high. I don't think those expectations can be met when your team is injured uh, severely on both sides of the ball. It's, uh, I mean. Fantasies-wise, for Mostert and Jimmy G, Mostert, uh, he's not going to be playing, so it could hurt you on the bench a little bit if your starter is in a bye week. Um, but Jared McKinnon would be a good pickup for this upcoming week, at least. As yeah. for Garoppolo, his performance, just it, it may not be the same. He won't have Mostert to throw to. Um, and, and, and if the defense can't give him rest uh, mm-hmm. on the bench, it, he, he might just be rushing. It's just not going to be shaped out to be a good season, in my opinion, for the Niners. And yeah, when I, when I look at it on paper, uh, most 49ers fans will be expecting a, a return trip to the Super Bowl, but in reality, that is not the case. You have a division that's not just you and the Seahawks anymore. It's you, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals who look very good. And not only that, but you have the Los Angeles Rams yeah, who, who, who are still going to be in the mix, and they were in the mix last year. They may not have been in the big picture, but they are also going to be in the mix, and you can't have an injured team going into what could be a sloppy, sloppy play in division. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Many teams, many uh, excuse me, analysts are leaving this Rams team out when uh, bringing up discussion about like the NFC, NFC West. Uh, but they've they beat two top NFC East teams in the Cowboys and the Eagles, and and, and this team has been to the Super Bowl, so. There's no reason to count them out this early in the season. And they're 2-0, and just like the Seahawks and Cardinals. Yeah, like, we never know how they're going to perform because there's a wild card in this division. And so that's just going to make it even harder for the 49ers, who right now are super unpredictable. And they could either turn this on a really high note or they could drop to the bottom of the division and, like, be a one-hit wonder. Yeah, and I mean, what if you're a Forty ers fan? Th- this is just what you're gonna have to, what you're gonna have to go through. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, fantasy wise, you guys know. So we're gonna take a quick pause, and then we'll be back with you, and we're gonna start talking about Saquon Barkley who tore his ACL. And we're back. Welcome back to the RTT Podcast. This is Mr. Stromboli, and I am joined with Dr. Cash and Jay Probs. And we are going to start talking about more Week 3 injuries, starting with Saquon Barkley, who tore his ACL. Yeah, well, so Saquon was the number one, number two pick, sorry, for the New York Giants. And so they saw him as the centerpiece of this offense. He was supposed to be a game-changing player and so having him go down for the second year in a row that's devastating to a Giants team that had real that thought they were going to improve but now 
without Barkley, what do you guys think that this Giants team can do offensively and defensively? Because having Barkley takes some of that pressure uh, off of the defense. Yeah, I, I completely agree here. And the the Giants, it's it's hard to watch as a fan right now because you have back to multiple seasons in a row where you, where you just you, they can't get it together over there. And this is a real blow because we were looking at a Giants offense that had potential and a defense that also had potential. But the big thing in the NFL is if your offense, unlike in college, where offense is key, you need an offense before you need a defense. That's shown with some of the things that we've seen. You need offense, a lot of offense, and then you need some defense. In the NFL, you need both. And you need time for both. So you need your defense to be well-rested. And running the ball helps take time off the clock, helps give everybody a chance. And that's not going to be the case here. Turning a defense playing Saquon Barkley and a defense playing Deion Lewis is two completely different mindsets. And I can tell you, Saquon is a lot scarier to face. And it's not just Saquon. When you're talking about Giants injuries offensively, uh, one of their receivers, Sterling Shepard, from yeah. Oklahoma, um, he had another devastating injury, and he could, he's he's gonna be another receiver lost for this Giants team. Um, he he came off of a long injury last year. They were looking to have this team back fully healthy, and it's already it's only week two, and they, I mean, I'd say Shepard's probably one of their best receivers, if not yeah, their probably their number one. Um, yeah, I'd say he's number one. Yeah. And it's just going to hurt that much more, losing him and Saquon. And for most leagues, Saquon was a top three pick. And to lose him, is it's going to be a huge blow for most fantasy teams here. I'd, I'd try to get another consistent back from uh, I, the waivers. Like James Robinson from Jacksonville is one who's an undrafted rookie but has shown a lot of potential in his first two games. But you're, it's for fantasy-wise, it, it, that's probably one that's going to hurt more and a lot of others. Yeah, fantasy-wise, I'd say there's – I think there's three big pickups this week. James Robinson being number one at Jacksonville, he, he's been huge. I think another one we'll take a look at is Joshua Kelly, who played – who plays for the Chargers. And Eckler's supposed to be the main guy there, but uh, Josh Kelly has put up back-to-back 10-plus uh, point weeks. And then I say the third guy is to pick up the Giants handcuff, which at this point looks to be Deion Lewis, who played well fantasy-wise. It just won't be the same team-wise. Yeah, and so I think in this segment about the Giants, I would just like to let you guys know that this was Joe Judge's first year. He was turning out to be – he looked like he might be the new coach for the future. But now with a hampered offensive squad, I don't really know how well these – Giants fans will take to him if he comes out with another losing season. And it, it was obviously devastating for Giants fans, all Giants fans, to see Saquon and Shepard go down. But one takeaway, if you're Giants fans, is your team didn't give up. Um, Daniel Jones was 25 for 40, threw for 241 yards. And you got the uh, Giants almost came back from a 17-point deficit, uh, just fell short in that fourth quarter. But I mean, you got to respect the fight out of Daniel Jones not giving up after two of his best pieces went out of the game. Yeah, and just our last point right here. It's not like the Giants are completely lost. They are playing in the NFC East. So, and 
And as much as Cowboy fans aren't going to like that, the Eagles are 0-2, and you have the Washington football team. So there is definitely room for potential. We're going to now move into the Broncos offense, who had Drew Locke's separated shoulder and ended up spraining his AC joint. While normally this is something a quarterback can play through, this is not the case. The the sprained AC joint will hold him out. And... Another thing is Cortland Sutton is out for the year with an ACL injury. And how do you guys think that this is going to phase the Broncos? Well, to get started, I mean, the Broncos were everyone's underdog this year. So yeah. maybe even make the playoffs in that tough AFC West. Mm-hmm. And as tough it is, as it is to see Drew Locke go down, I mean, his best weapon also did with him. Um, just like Saquon and Daniel Jones, except this time it was a receiver in Cortland Sutton. Uh, yeah, Sutton had a great game, and it's it's he's he's a young receiver, and that that year long injury is gonna hurt them. As he had a great game against Pittsburgh, sixty six uh, receiving yards, but I mean, th- there's not much more you can really hope wise that you can have for the Broncos other than the backup there to pull out a miracle. But uh, in in a tough division where where you've seen so far this year that Justin Herbert and Derek Carr have have um, proved people wrong. I don't I don't know if a Broncos fan if or at in in the organization if you can really just uh, find hope to get second and make a wild card spot there. Yeah, well, so this Broncos team, their hope to make a wild card, it seems pretty much dashed now because. Without Locke there for like a month, maybe five games, because he had the same injury as um, Drew Brees last year, and we saw him out for five weeks. So having him out for five weeks is devastating, because not having your starting quarterback against a division like the AFC West, where the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers are all great teams, um, I don't know how well they're going to fare. And so this is really just going to be – and when Locke comes back, it's going to be on his rookie receivers to help fill in in the place of Sutton. Yeah, I'd just like to mention real quick, John Elway had Locke play the end of last season, and he saw great, great play out of Locke. And even as an analyst here, you, you have to agree that Locke played really well those last weeks of last year. And now you have Elway saying, this is going to be our guy. So, and... With the injury, it's hard to see if this is where Elway has to make his decision. Will he stay with Locke or will he move on? Because it's it's, it's showtime, man. Your team hasn't been good for a while. You're playing probably in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. And he has to make a decision. Last thing, last note before we move on to to the NFC. We're going to talk about fantasy-wise. I mean, Cortland Sutton, there's nothing you can do about Locke. I mean, there's not much. You should have a backup court. He shouldn't be your starting quarterback, first of all. If he is, then you're gonna you you need some you you're gonna need to replace him immediately. Otherwise, yeah. I'd just keep him on the low key because this is a guy that has potential. And Jerry Jerry Ju, Judy is another pick to pick another guy to pick up if he's not already picked up because this guy is gonna get a lot more reps when Locke is back. And now we move on to another key star in the NFC North who has gotten injured, and that is Devontae Adams, the number one receiver for the Green Bay Packers. 
Adams has a minor hamstring in- injury. Um, his status is still to be determined for their big game coming up against the Saints. He did not practice Wednesday, although the Packers will have a couple more before um, Sunday comes up. And, I mean, it, 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 it for fantasy owners, it's, it's going to be a loss, obviously, if he does not play. But um, if you're looking to pick up a receiver, uh, maybe try investing in someone maybe like T.Y. Hilton or Will Fuller if they're available. Um, Fuller's playing a Pittsburgh defense. Hilton is playing the Jets, so Hilton will probably be a good option. But also, do not sleep on Robbie Anderson. Anderson has had consecutive 100-yard games from Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, if pa- if if Adams doesn't play, which will be a key loss against the Saints, uh, these are the guys to pick up for fantasy. Yeah, and so um, Devontae Adams, now looking at this, how this affects the Packers. So um, Aaron Rodgers is dependent on um, Devontae Adams because he has – no real other receiver. While Marquez Valdez Gantling did come out and he played quite well at the start of the season with 160 yards, Devontae Adams is still the clear cut number one. And losing someone like that for even a game, it can impact a quarterback. And so we're going to see how someone like um, Aaron Rodgers, who's really fighting to solidify himself after the Packers um, drafted. Um, Jordan Love so it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back with a very depleted wide receiver corpse yeah I agree I mean it, it's going to be very interesting with with the whole Packers situation it's a team that many people slept on many people thought Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to show up but Aaron Rodgers is fighting he, he wants this spot more than Jordan Love and that is why he's starting right now and you can say all you want that that's veterans veterans but it's clear the Packers want Rodgers to slowly transition out, and Rodgers isn't going out without a fight, which props to him. This mm-hmm. Adams injury will take a toll on the Packers, but, I mean, as a good quarterback, I don't I don't think this really affects Aaron Rodgers' production. I think this yeah. affects the whole offense, but not as much as Aaron Rodgers because he'll find ways. He always finds ways. Um, overall, I think – it's going to be a blow, but it's something that the Packers, they, they've dealt with adversity before, and I'm sure they can move it. We're going to we're gonna take a quick break uh, before we move on to our last segments, and we're going to go uh, take a quick sec. And we're back to the RTT podcast. This is Mr. Stromboli. And we are now going to talk about Tyrod Taylor, who had a punctured rib, is what we, I mean, a punctured lung, excuse me. He was getting in, here's the full story for anybody that doesn't know, we heard about this earlier today. Uh, he hurt his rib, he, he, he hurt them in, the, in week one. And he goes to the team doctor to get an injection, which is a pain-killing medication. The risk for getting hurt while getting this injection was very low. And should not have happened. Instead, the doctor went, I guess, a little too high and ended up puncturing Tyrod Taylor's lung. And while Mm. they didn't know it at the time, he would go out to the pregame and have trouble breathing. He would be taken to the hospital. He would stay in the hospital Sunday night and then get discharged. I think the big thing here 
with this is the NFLPA has now announced that they are going to go under investigation to make sure this wasn't done on purpose. Now, as Tyrod Taylor, I don't know how you would even tell the NFLPA to stop, but they have to stop because you're ruining a relationship between Tyrod Taylor and the doctor. This is just a side story, completely off topic here, but I think that's a really important thing as you look at this team. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, well, the doctor story, that's like crazy. Like being a professional doctor and doing something like that, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's getting fired, but um, I'm not one to make that decision. So, and But the impact that this is going to have on the Chargers um, is quite muddled because he was just going to be a placeholder until Justin Herbert was ready. And um, from the game that he played against Kansas City, I would have to say that he's ready. Right, and I mean, it's it's obviously, it was very promising for Chargers fans to uh, look at that performance and how Justin Herbert kept up with that uh, Chiefs offense and how he continued to respond. And although they lost the game for Herbert and the Chargers uh, organization, that future is very, very bright. And although you may not start him once Tyrod Taylor gets healthy, you know that you're in good hands once he takes over. And um, he has talent with Keenan Allen. Um, he'll have Austin Eckler and Mike Williams. So if, if you're a Chargers fan, that loss against the Chiefs is, is still a big win in, a, in, a, in another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree, and and you have Harrison Bucker who kicked the game-winning field goal as one of the best kickers in the game. And while that that whole part, the last part of that game was very unlucky because the Chargers defense played fantastically. The inside played really well. Kenneth Murray and the whole D line played really well. I just want to point that out because they stopped the run, which was important. And then the offense just couldn't get it in overtime, which, I mean, it's hard to blame rookie quarterback. His first ever game, and he almost took down the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. Fantasy-wise, this is not a move. Please do not get Herbert. It is clear that Anthony Lynn has said Taylor will not will be the starter as long as he is healthy. Now, there is one thing that may you may be able to stream Herbert this week only, because Taylor will likely not play with the punctured lung. Yeah. He will have to take time off. You could take him this week and maybe next week, but this is not your long-term quarterback. Do not drop your QB1 here. Yeah, because Herbert was just announced the starter for the next week, and so it's going to be interesting to see how he does after a very outstanding performance where he was actually up against the defending champs for quite a while. And, yeah, it's it's just clear for the Chargers that, obviously, uh, they've said that they're going to start the veteran um, Tyrod Taylor once he gets back to normal shape. But, I mean, if, if we're going to be honest here, they, they would be in better hands right now with Herbert. But the smarter move right now is to go with Taylor, even though most Chargers fans would want to see Herbert shine in his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, just a quick last point. Tyrod Taylor did nothing wrong. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the RTT Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next one.
coming up this week, we'll have at least one more, maybe two more. Uh, one will feature college, a, a quick college game day, which will preview the matchups this weekend. Yep. And just stay tuned, guys. Thanks for supporting us all the way. See you guys on the next one.